Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. You are the fire in me You are the power at work in me You are my ever-present helper Holy Spirit, I adore You are the fire in me You are the power at work in me You are my ever-present helper Holy Spirit is I adore Precious Holy Ghost, I worship you, yes I
God in this place There's nothing worth more That could ever come close Nothing compared You are my living hope Your presence, Lord Tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, your presence, Lord. I want to take it again. There's nothing worth more. There's nothing worth more That can ever come close Nothing can compare You're my living hope Your presence, Lord It's the breath, it's the breath, the very breath and see, I've tasted the sweetest of the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free and my shame is under hey, your presence, your presence, Lord. If you don't have to sing, come on, help me. With yourself, oh, your glory, God is is what my heart longs for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. In these last days. I'll say it again in these last days 
how many believe that Jesus is coming soon? Yeah, he's coming soon. Bible say it's just a twinkle of an eye. You blink and see. It's 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 so like what will keep us in these last days is the Holy Spirit. You need him to walk the word. You need him to live the word. You need him to be able to say no where you have to say no and yes when you have to say yes. That is why I sing about the Holy Spirit. That is why I need you to open up yourself before Bishop comes and invite him into your heart. Ask him to take control over this body, this vessel. He should fill your mind and bring understanding as the word comes. That it will not sound foolish to you. That when you receive the word, you will have enough power to run with it and live by it. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. This part of the song really blesses me. It says, mm, Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory. Oh, let us, oh, let us speak up. Because there are a lot of things that when you come into the presence of God, tries to take your attention away. Your phone, a friend by you, the world system and the experiences you've had can easily make foolish of the word of God. But you will not, when the Holy Spirit is there, you will not take lightly. <laughs> you become aware of his presence and the power in his word. To do what he has asked you to do, let us become that will not trivialize this moment, that will not trivialize these times that we have the grace to come to church, that we have the privilege to experience the word, that will not trivialize because a day is coming, you will seek for the word and you will not find it. Let us become more aware, more aware, more aware. Experience that the world, the experience that the world is seeking for, the world is waiting for the sons of God, the ex, the, the ex, the excellent power of the sons of God. It will only come when we have set ourselves apart, when we don't fit in, when we don't fit in, when we don't fit in. Let us become aware, Holy Ghost. Let us become aware of your presence. Let us become more aware. Become aware. The fear of God is leaving the church. The fear of God is leaving the church. Let us become aware and be afraid. And be afraid. And be afraid. And be afraid. Let us become Lord Holy Ghost. Let us become more aware of your presence not only when we are in your presence on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when nobody is watching let us become more aware of the soon coming king to live right and to do what is pleasing to you and not be selfish let us be experienced there is a glory we will never see and through the Holy Spirit, let us become more aware 
you have been waiting for is here. The moment you have been waiting for is here. And tonight I want to ask you to mix the word that you're about to hear with faith. Mix it with faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 4 2 that those who heard it are fought. They did not mix it with faith so it did not benefit them. Tonight I want you to open up your spirit and I want you to mix the word with faith. Believe what you are about to hear and obey it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are as ready as I am tonight in his present service, I want you to join me and help me to welcome to this pulpit the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, God, come on, make some noise tonight. louder are you excited you are in church tonight 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your presence. Thank you for the privilege to have you on our minds. Many don't have this privilege of having you on their minds. Evil is on their minds. Sin is on their minds. Wickedness has filled their hearts. But we are privileged that by your mercy and your grace, we think about you. We love you. We want to draw close to you. Help us not to take this for granted. And cause us to see your hand upon us in a very special way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated tonight. And I want to welcome you to church. We are in church. And tonight I want to share with you I want us to have a little time in God's word. The Bible. And the general topic is flow in the anointing. Flow in the anointing. The word anointing is not a word for pastors and prophets. Charlie, that prophet is anointed power. My pastor is very anointed. How many of you have heard the word anointing or anointed being used for pastors and prophets and bishops? Men of God, anointing. Yes. Now, that word anointing is also a word which must be used on you. It must be used on you. It's not just a word for men of God. That as a Christian, the word anointing, a young Christian teenager, if the word anointing, anointed, anoint is not, has not been applied to you, then you have, you have missed the point. It's very important. Young man, student, housewife, short short driver. I'm giving you 
a vision for your life. Have a vision that the word anointing will be used to describe you. Tonight, I want to say that it is not just a word for pastors. Thank God for anointed bishops. But you must also be anointed. Why? Because the Bible says so. Everything we say or do must have its foundation in the word of God and on the word of God. The Bible requires you to be anointed. How do I know? Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is not a psalm for pastors. It's a psalm for the sheep of God. The sheep. Of course, pastors are God's sheep. Prophets are God's sheep. Students are God's sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. This psalm was written by a young man who was not a pastor. There is no account in the Bible anywhere that David had a church or had members. As we know, someone like Paul Timothy, individuals in the Bible who had congregations and disciples and churches. There is no reference to David as a pastor. We know him as someone who later became the king of Israel. Like any chief. Before that, he was a young boy who was caring for his father's sheep and also had a gift to play the guitar and sing and write songs. So, so actually, this is one of the songs he wrote. That's all. I, I don't know. If you find it, let me know that David was a pastor. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd. And I'm sure that everyone here can say that you are also a sheep of God or the Lord is your shepherd. Is there anyone here who believes that the Lord is your shepherd? Can I see your hand? The Lord is your shepherd. That's all. There's no pastor in this matter. There's no man of God in this matter. There's no apostle in this matter. This is just sheep, shepherd relationship. The Lord is my shepherd. So everything that is written here is about a sheep talking to God 
or singing to God as a shepherd. I want to repeat myself. There's no man of God in Psalm 23. There's no evangelist. There's no pastor. This is an ordinary child of God saying that the Lord is my shepherd. And what goes on? So, verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. I want to say again, mommy, there's no pastor in this subject. There's no bishop. This is about an ordinary Christian just like you, just like He leadeth me beside the still waters. Next verse. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the ways, paths of doing what is right. Because of the name that is on me, his name's sake, that if you are a child of God, you are no more like a stray goat. When people see you, they see that you are associated with Christ. When people see you, they see that you are a Christian for his name's sake. Because of his name, I will not bet again. I won't do betting. Not that I don't like betting. But because of the name that is on me, his name's sake, I won't do it. It's not that I don't like you. That on a normal day, I wouldn't want to have sex with you. On a normal day, you know yourself that you're the type of person I like. But because of the name I'm carrying, I won't do this. That's what Joseph told Potiphar's wife. He didn't give any other reason why he would not sleep with her. He didn't say, I don't like girls. He didn't say, I'm too young. He didn't say, oh, there are children around. They will hear us. No. The only thing he said was that I can't do this and sin against God. His name's sick. Is it possible for you to, from now on to do things because of the name? Can you try a little to, to, to stop doing certain things because of the name's sake? Not that you are not into iPhone stealing. His namesake. Who said it? That as a young lady, you don't know that there are superior quality wigs. You know, you know clothes. You know shoes. And you know that these things require money. So if somebody will sleep with you and give you money to buy your wig and your shoes, what is wrong? But his name's sake. His name's sake. Remember why I've come to Psalm 23. I'm teaching you that that word anointing is not just for prophets. That's all. 
this is just a little by the side. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I want to beg you do some things because of God's name. Stop some things because of God's name. Try. But tonight, I am going to show you why it is difficult for you not to touch that girl. Even though you know the name sick. I will explain. Why you can't stop betting I read in the news a lot of students in USD couldn't finish because they used their fees for betting. We are not joking. I'm not joking. I'm going to show you and I can understand why you cannot stop betting and you are, you are headed for the destruction of your life. I'm going to show you. Why as a young boy who claims to be working with God. You are so much into worldly music. Worldly unbelieving singers are your idols. It's like. But you, you, you know you pray in the morning. You have a Bible. But you are into worldly things. I'll tell you why. Is that the next two verses? He leadeth me. In the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea. Verse 4. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. I said there is no bishop in this matter. Later on we look. We see bishops and prophets and apostles in the Bible. But this one. There is no bishop in it. It's about you. I'll fear no evil. As an ordinary Christian who, just like you, just like me, once a while we go through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. Because you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There's no bishop in this. It's just a Christian. Thy rod and thy staff. Thou preparest a table before me. There is no bishop in this. A table, it's not just a, a desk with paper and pen. Prepares a table means there's a lot of food. So much to enjoy. It means ordinary Christians should know that God has prepared a good life before you. But it is in the presence of your enemies. Can you enjoy your food in spite of the enemies around What is that table? It's not rice and stew. It's not indomie. The table that God has prepared for you has got things that fill your soul. Fulfill your soul. You feel fulfilled. A table of the word of God. The Holy Spirit. The church is a table. We are eating now. We are eating now. I don't know when you came to the service, but we've had a beautiful praise and worship here. Welcome, by the way, if you just came. We are eating. 
I mean, we have, we have, we are all tired. We all went to work. I've been in town. I've been in town working. And I've come this evening, just like you. Some of you went for classes. Why are we here? To show our dresses? No. We've come here to eat. We are here to eat. This is a big banquet. But, 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 but you, you know that many of you did not enjoy the worship. It's like somebody with H3D who can eat rice and stew. Appetite is gone. I'm saying that when we're dancing, worshiping, falling down and so on, some of you were standing here like a statue because nothing happening was, was like you were in a strange world. So there is food, but you can't eat it. Your enemies have taken over your life. Unbeliever music has failed you. Worldliness, worldliness. You are not married. You have an active boyfriend. You have sex. Obviously, when we are worshiping about God's presence, you cannot identify. There's nothing in you that will connect to that spirit. There is a table here. We are eating. My God. Oh, and I want to tell you, it's not just in church. When we close at home, there's a table. Not food. Life is a banquet. Good things God has for you. But remember that God's table and God's food is always in the presence of enemies who can take your appetite away. Yeah. Yeah. If you have spent your afternoon betting, betting uh, uh, on a uh, Wigam, Wigam versus Sunderland. You see, you see, what is happening here is so strange to you. I'm, as I'm preaching, some of you will get up to go and urinate. I'm telling you. But when you are betting in that office there, even there's urine, even poo-poo is coming. But you, you, you are looking at the ball because your money is on it. That prepares the table. Let, please, let's sit down and let's... Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You may not know, but there are many things that want to take your appetite for God away. That girl, that boy, those friends, that life, your problems, your, 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 your issues. That girl leading worship, dancing, and so on. You don't know the problems she has. In spite of her problems, she still has appetite to eat the presence of God. And there's a reason. And the reason is right there. The next point is why I took you there. To show you that as an ordinary Christian, the word anoint should be used on. It's not for pastors alone. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Oil. My cup runneth over. My joy overflows. 
my blessings overflow. Tonight, I want to ask you. I'm sure you never knew. You thought anointing was for prophets and mans of God. I'm telling you, girl. I want to ask you the five-star question tonight. Has your head been anointed? Have you been anointed? Yes, I know the Lord is your shepherd, but have you been anointed? The the word, that word anointing is the word for the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, that is without the anointing, you are wasting your time here. You are wasting your time. It's the Holy Spirit in us that makes us dance in spite of our rent we have not paid. Some of you don't have food you are going to eat tomorrow. And the reason why you can't dance, you can't sing is that there is no oil on your life to make difficult things easy for you. Thou anointest. I've gone round and round to make the point that when I hold a book like this, flow flow in the anointing. I'm not talking about pastors. That you as a Christian must be anointed. If you are not anointed, you will not make it. You will not make it. If you are not anointed, if the Holy Spirit is not in your life, you will make it. The Christian life is not meant to be lived by people who are not anointed. Many of you find the Christian life very difficult. There's no joy. There's no excitement. You are bored. Some of you sitting here are bored. Just the look on your face. And the truth is that you must be bored. Because you can't watch pornography for four hours and come to an environment like this and be excited. You see, those who get excited here, they have been living the church life at home before they came here. Tonight, I want to talk about flowing in the anointing. My dear girl, my dear girl, you must be anointed. And you must flow in the anointing. The Christian life is for those who flow in the anointing. That is those who flow in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, they flow in the Holy Spirit. Remember John chapter 1 and verse 11. He came unto his own and his own received him not. Tonight, you may not know, but I know it. You think I don't know. But I want to prove to you that I know about you. Many of you are John 1, 11 church members. John 1, 11 church members. And tonight I want to say that I'm preaching only to the people 
who want to walk with God. There are some here who will who don't receive God. But you are his own. To be sitting here in church, you must be on God's plans and God's mind. You don't know what it takes to sit in church on a Saturday evening. Not even Sunday morning. Sunday morning, all of us are going. We are all we smokers. We go to church. Saturday evening. This is when we smoke weed. This is when we go to the nightclub. I'm saying that you don't know what it has taken for someone like you to be sitting in church. You don't understand. You are his own. But some of us sitting here are not interested in God. Oh. Some of you, as I'm preaching, you've switched off. Those a little further away from me, you're on your phones. I will not doubt if some are watching pornography right now as I preach. I'm not joking. My wife went to a church one day to do something and sat at the back. There were three girls watching pornography as the pastor was preaching. Not everybody is interested. And I'm showing that the Bible describes you, his own, but they don't like God. His own. I'm just announcing that. Don't think. Some of you think you are so smart that God doesn't know. But I have have blown your top. God knows you that you are his own. I'm telling you, everybody in this room is God's own. Including many more who are not here. But some of you are not interested in God. And I don't intend to struggle with you. Because scripture was written so that it is fulfilled. Scripture must be fulfilled. So if you are going to use your life to fulfill bad scriptures... All I'm saying is that be aware that God knows that I know that you also know what I know about you. That his own are not interested in him. But as many as receive him. As many as receive him. I want to thank God for the six Christians in this evening's meeting who are interested in God. I said, I want to thank God that you are one of the six. I checked in my office before coming. And I was told that there are some six people in this service who are interested in God. Who are those six people? But as many as were interested in him. They have problems. They don't have jobs. They don't have accommodation. They are not married. They don't have children. They have issues. But they are still interested in God. As many of such people. Where are the sex? Where? Where? Is he here? Where? Where? Here? Here? They are here. But I see them here. 
Oh, it's here. Yeah, yeah. The six are here. Oh, right here. Receive it now. Please be seated. As many as were interested, the boys, the three boys around here who are interested in God, to them, to those three, not everybody, I have never known God to throw his precious things to everybody. Never, not God. Anything that is important, he looks for people who qualify to receive. As many as received him, to them, he gave That is the power I'm talking about. The anointing is a power. John chapter 1 verse 8. That's the power. I said John chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Sorry. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive what? Beloved. You shall receive what? Money. You shall receive what? A house. What will you receive? Power. After what? You graduate from UST. After what? The Holy Ghost. So the three guys here who are interested, they are the one God gave the power to become sons of God. Not everyone is a son of God. Many of you here are sons of the devil. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. And his deeds you will do. So we are not unaware that they are sons of God and sons of the devil. Now, to be a son of God, God gives you the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying that whether we use anointing or Holy Spirit, whatever, is the power. And you must flow in the power. The Holy Spirit is God's power. Power to read your Bible. Power to pray. Power to say no to the girl. Power to say no to the man power to say no to yourself. Power. Not to feel like going to church, but you have power to carry yourself to church. You don't feel like praying, but you have power to wake up and pray. Power. As many as received you. Tonight, I want to announce to you that you can't be a Christian without this power. Because a Christian life is a life you live. It's not just a church life. 
We don't come to church to practice Christianity. This is not where we practice. There's a lot of acting here. The real Christian life is the life you lived when you woke up this morning to the time you entered the church and you rearrange your face, your, your body. And it's... Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of you can worship and cry. Crocodile tears. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, I'm saying that this is not where we come to practice Christianity. If this is where you think Christianity is, you are lost. Your Christian life is when you step out of here. As you are going, even between here, the the church gate and the junction, you see that the road is very dark. And you and the girl are going because you live in the same area. What happens on the way is your Christian life. What you are going to do tomorrow, Sunday, from morning till evening, that's your Christian life. Church, what are we doing here? I'm preaching. You are sitting down watching me like, a, like an actor is standing in front of you. We are not here to practice no Christianity. Your Christian life is what you do in school during break time. Your Christian life is what you do in school during the exam period. Your Christian life is what you do in the office when there's nobody watching you and the money drawer has not been locked. Your Christian life is what you are going to do tonight as you are alone in your room with two gigabytes of internet. That's your Christian life. Not here. Red and white blouse is not Christian. You need power to make it tonight. Otherwise, 11pm, you call the girl to meet you. Can you sit down? Is it possible to sit down? Next week, Saturday evening, you will need power to come to church. Tuesday evening, you will need power to look at the girl and say, you know something, this thing we are doing, no more. You know, no, N-O. It's a very, it's one of the shortest words, simple word, no. Everybody say no. No. Or can you say no? No. Can you believe that many people cannot say no to some things? Because they don't have power. I think we can close. I'm telling you that we did not come here to practice Christianity. You are lost. Church is just acting. The word hypocrite is an old English word, which was actually the word used for actors. Yes. Very, very old. So some, some English words are very new, like doomsaw. <laughs> very, very new words. 
<laughs> but a word like hypocrite is hundreds of years. And it was, it's a word which was initially hundreds of years used for actors. So like we say, oh, James Bond or Denzel Washington. Like if it was those days. So James Bond is, is one of the richest hypocrites. Denzel Washington is a very, very good hypocrite. He's an actor. Many of you are actors. Actors. Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, without it, you cannot live a life that matches your church life. I don't know if you get the point I'm making, mommy. Yeah. You need power to let your house life, your town life, match your church life. If you don't have power, your church life will be here and your town life will be here. It takes power for what you do in secret to match how we know you openly. Like as I stand here, you don't know whether I've gone to sleep with a girl before coming here or I'm, I've been smoking or, or I've, 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 I've placed a bet on it. You don't know what I've done as I'm standing here. It takes power for what you are seeing me in public to also match my private life. It takes power. It, takes power. it is when that power is absent that we can call you an actor. So, I've slept with a girl. I've got a girlfriend in the church. I steal church money. I am this and that. So, right now, you are looking at an actor. A hypocrite. You are looking at somebody who is acting in front of you. Preaching against fornication when he himself is fornicating. And I wonder how many actors are in church tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, to live the real life, I said to live the real life, you need to have power. It is power that lifts your private outside the church life to match the church life you profess. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I want to just share with you one way to flow in the anointing. Remember, I've told you, sir, I've said the word anointing is not just for prophet. Do you understand English? Your eyes are red. Tell your neighbor, you must be anointed. And I'm not saying you must be a prophet. Tell the person, say you must be anointed. And I'm not saying you must be a prophet. Turn to another person and say, you must be anointed. And I'm not saying you must be a bishop. Look for another person, a third person, and say, you must be anointed. And I'm not saying you must be a reverend. You must be anointed. So that you can be a true child of God. Otherwise, you are a hypocrite. Thou anointest my head. He didn't say, Thou anointest my feet. Thou anointest my earlobe, my right ear. 
Thou anointest my left hand. Thou anointest my what? Head. Because everything you will do will come from your head. How? So, so today, I'm starting the journey. And I've just got some seven minutes to tell you one way to flow in the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you are a hypocrite. You will have no power to say no to that man who is chasing you. How do you think I can have 10 gigabytes of internet and I'm not watching pornography? And you have only 50 megabytes and you are waiting to spend it in the night. You have no power to say, I won't watch. I don't know if you have the point I'm making. Yes. It's not that, like some of us, we see pornography as like football. Or, 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 or we see pornography as um, cricket, something. No, pornography is pornography. What you are saying, I can also see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or you don't get the point I'm making. I'm saying that the feeling you get when you watch pornography, it was the same feeling I also get. So, but how come I am able not to watch it, but you are watching? You don't have power. The Holy Spirit is the source of that power. Is the source of that power. The Holy Spirit. So that, that is Acts 1 8. You shall receive what? Money. I said money. You shall receive what? Degrees. You shall receive what? Power. After what? You pass your exam. After what? The Holy Ghost comes upon you. It is that power that makes you say no to the girl. But the next brother who has no power will fall. How can a young man be with a girl for four years? He has never slept with her. You came to meet her. Two weeks you have two children with her. Two weeks. You met her two weeks. You have two children with her. How? I said, a young man with two testicles has been with this girl for four years. They are working, they are in church, they are in their choir, they go for rehearsals, they are friends. He has never touched her. You met her just last two weeks. Already you have two children with her. Why? Why? Because you are an Ashanti man. Because you've not been to school. No. Why? You don't have the power to keep yourself from touching the girl. And the source of that power is the Holy Spirit. This is Bishop Edwin Ogo preaching. Stay tuned. Do you sense an urgency to pray? Is there a burden to wage war spiritually through intense intercession? Then join the online army on the Church in Your House Facebook page this and every Saturday at 4am. Remember, 
The Facebook address is The Church in Your House with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. This and every Saturday dawn at 4am. Every knee will bow to the power of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to read something beautiful to you. Just three minutes more as we are closing. What is flowing in the anointing? Number one, flowing in the anointing is the art of relating with the Holy Spirit as a real person. The art of relating with the Holy Spirit as a real person. Everyone must know the Holy Spirit as a real person. He's a person. There are different ways you relate to the Holy Spirit. That, this book is it's a very important book you must have. You can relate, relate to the Holy Spirit as wind, as oil, as waters, as a dove, as mantles. And I'm going to teach on all these things. You need to be close to the Holy Spirit. But number one is that you must relate with him as a person. Because he is a person. The Holy Ghost who gives you power is a person. He's a person. The day you start relating with the Holy Spirit as a person is the day you begin to flow in the anointing and you begin to walk in the power. John 16 verse number 7. Let's start from 7 because there's a foundation there I must lay before we move on. Can I have the New American Standard Bible? New American. But I tell you the truth. We are closing in a few minutes. I tell you the truth. It is to your, this is Jesus. It is to your advantage that I go away. Can you please look at me? There's a reason why we receive Jesus Christ. I want to tell you why. Do you want to know why? (laughs) For those who are going to die 10 minutes after receiving Christ... They receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior so that they can make it to heaven. That is the few who are going to die. How many minutes? Ten minutes. To receive Christ. One brother died in a swimming pool. I don't want to give the details. He died in a swimming pool somewhere. I think on a Saturday. But on a Friday evening, the Friday evening before that Saturday, a church went to that area, a school, to go and do outreach. And they met the boy. And they witnessed to him. And he gave his life to Christ. The following day, he was to die in a swimming pool. I don't know how many of you are going to die tomorrow. 
But for those who are going to, I'm, I'm giving you two reasons why we receive Christ. The first is that we receive Christ. For those who are going to die three seconds, three minutes, ten minutes, 24 hours, soon after, they need Jesus to make it where? To heaven. But for the rest of us, <laughs> some of you are living till 90 years. <laughs> Better learn to live your Christian life well. I'm sorry, if you want to see how your face is dry, you are not dying now. <laughs> no, I'm telling so, I, I mean, I see some, some, I've seen some young boys like, the face is dry. They are not going now. <laughs> no sickness can quench them. <laughs> then I can see some dada bus on the left. Please listen, I need to end. I've got three minutes. Now, for the rest of us, why do we receive Jesus? Why? Why does a Christian receive Jesus Christ? For the rest of us who are going to live for a long time. We receive Jesus Christ to enable us to receive the Holy Spirit. Who is the real one we need on the earth. You can't receive the Holy Ghost. You can't flow in the anointing. When you've not received Jesus. But many of you have forgotten that the reason why you receive Jesus is to enable you to receive the Holy Ghost. So many of you receive Jesus and you end it there. Meanwhile, how will Jesus help you? He's saying that I need to go. And it is to your advantage that I go. Jesus is gone. Can't you see how powerless you are? Even though you have received Jesus. It's like having all the ingredients, but you can't make the stew. Look at my face. Jesus Christ is gone. He's gone. We have Jesus because we need him to have the real helper. And he, Jesus himself said it. He said, it is to your advantage. So, all those of you with Jesus who don't have the Holy Spirit, you are at a disadvantage. Anybody with Jesus without the Holy Spirit is living a very disadvantaged life. You have too many handicaps. Too many handicaps. That's why in Acts 19, when Paul met the disciples who had received Jesus, he asked them, do you have the Holy Ghost? And they said, we've not even heard that there's something called Holy Ghost. Acts 19, verse 2. What is that? It's not enough to receive Jesus. You also must learn to flow in the Holy Ghost. Who is your real helper? 
Jesus is our Savior. He's our Lord. And without the Holy Spirit, it will be difficult for you to be saved. Why? Because salvation is not just lifting your hands to receive Jesus Christ. It is those who endure to the end. They are those who are saved. And to make it to the end, you need power from the Holy Ghost. And he said, it is your advantage that I go. Act 16, verse number 7. Know this verse. Act, I said, uh, John 16, verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it is your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. Many of you are not being helped. There is no help for your life as a Christian. Nothing is helping you to pray, to read your Bible, to stop sinning. You, you, are, you, you, are, you, are, you are living a helpless life. Which of yours is a hopeless life? Tell anybody you need help. To go to church next week. Yes. Some of you young men, you need help to marry. Are you married? Oh, you're not married? I thought you were married. You're not married? Some of you sisters need help for a man to like you. Your witchcraft is too much. It's the Holy Ghost who helps your witchcraft to die. Who is helping you? Who is helping you to pray? That's why you don't pray. Who is helping you to read your Bible? That's why you don't read your Bible. Because a man, a human being on earth, how can you read? Tell me, how is it possible you can read your Bible when there's Instagram? When there's Facebook. Now Facebook has introduced reels. I mean, when, when, can, how can you and when and how and why and who and what, how can you read your Bible in this world? Even advertisement. I was watching the other day, they were advertising water water and the bottle the bottle was sweating ice cold water and then they showed what was holding the bottle the woman that was holding I said what has this body got to do with the water so when you watch this advert five times and your Christian sister comes to visit you you will drink hair like that water. But those with power those who are being helped I need help as a Christian not to touch you. I need help. Without help I'll touch you. I'm preaching. 
are you surprised that you are into worldly music? Worldly nightclub music? Are you surprised? You shouldn't be surprised because no one is helping you as a Christian to listen to gospel songs. That's why you are into a repertoire. You are an unbeliever sitting here. Because even though you've come to stand here to raise your hand, you need help to live the life that you must live after raising your hand. That life you must live, you need help. 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 I can be standing here in front of you as a pastor. I'm in my 29th year of being a pastor. Can you imagine the people who have hurt me? No, can you imagine the people who have hurt me? I could be standing in front of you here as a bitter pastor. When I speak, you feel pain. But I am being helped to have a sweet spirit. So no matter what you do to me, I survive. It's Without that help, I am a bitter pastor. May the Holy Spirit help you. May the Holy Spirit help you. May the Holy Spirit be with you. Help to live right. Help to walk right. Help to talk right. Help to break away from people you must not be with. It is to your advantage that I go. If I don't go, the helper. I want to ask you before I sit down, who is helping you? Are you saying that you are just a Christian on your own? You just received Jesus and are you saying that is it? That's the question Paul asked those guys in Acts 19. And when they said they have received Jesus and they have not heard of the Holy Ghost, he was frightened. How can you how can you attempt to live this Christian life without a helper? Can't you see the girls? Anyway, girls don't know girls. Sir, how are you managing? No, 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 seriously. Sir, how are you managing without the Holy Spirit? Shoes. Look. How are you managing? I mean, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, I tell you, you will you will disgrace yourself. How are you managing with such amount of money in your office entrusted to you? And you are the one who has the power to write checks and fill forms. I mean, how, how are you able to? How can you do what is right with the money? is helping you do you think that I am standing here with my ten fingers no there's a power backing me without that power I will be in town and, and now, stop clapping I'm asking, who is helping you we come for a rehearsal the leader shouts at you you are offended yeah, I, I, I will be offended so I'm not surprised you are offended but who is helping you to overcome the offense? To recover. 
How do you recover? Was that the Holy Spirit? In fact, the King James calls him the comforter. Who is comforting you? In this world of Instagram, Facebook, how can you be in your room alone three hours and you are praying with your Bible and you have not looked at Facebook? Something else must help you. Without help, after 28 minutes, you'll be tired. No, say, I'm asking her, who is helping you? Your, your eyes are so red. So who, 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 who is helping you to have, a, to have white eyes? Oh, say, Holy Ghost, help me. Say, Holy Ghost, help me. Say, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Say, I need your help. Say, I need your help. I need your help. And one way he helps you is to come to you as a person. Those of you who don't have friends, I recommend your first friend. He's the Holy Spirit. He's a person. John 16. John 16. If I go, I will send him to you. Has, has Jesus gone? Yes. Which means he has sent him to you. Yes. Have you received him? Yes. I hope so. So then we go down. Now let's look at how that person works. Verse 13. Verse 13. That's it and we end. But, but when, when he, that is a person, he, tonight when you are going home, you are walking to the junction. You may be alone, but he can be walking with you. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we can greater none has ever None ever has, none other has ever, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells, that is, he talks and the joy. We shall as we die. has ever. And he walks. I know you need a friend. But you must have the Holy Ghost as your first friend. Before you have another human being. Because that person coming can cause you more trouble than you can ever imagine. And he walks. He walks with me. And he talks 
with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we shed as we tell now ever you know the joy I have And he walks. Who is walking with you? You are alone. And he tells me, I am his own. What a beautiful Holy Spirit. And the joy we share as we tell. I mean, you are saying that there's nobody helping you. No, please, stop, stop. I'm asking that. Is that what you are saying? That you, you, you are living this Christian life with your degrees. With your intelligence. You are trying to be a Christian. You have joined a church and you have joined the church with your beauty. Opana, you are going to fail. Two men have proposed to you. In fact, one has proposed, the other one is just around. These type of Christians who don't know how to speak. And because somebody has proposed, you are saying yes. And nobody is helping you to take that decision. I don't know how you are living your life. Oh. His name is the helper. He helps you to come to church. He helps. Tomorrow morning, some will wake up and go to town without praying. Some will pray before going. The difference is the Holy Spirit. His own. And the joy we share as we turn. She has offended you, and there's no one to help you. Then you have left the church. I will. You have left the church. But those with the Holy Spirit, they overcome, they are helped to remain. May He help you. Verse 13, John 16, we are ending now. But when he, when what? He, the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you. A person. Into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative. But whatever he hears. Are you aware there's a lot you must hear from God you can't hear? You can't hear. You can't hear. But if you have the Holy Spirit, he hears for you. And whatever he hears, he will speak. So there is someone you should be relating with who should be speaking to you. He speaks to you. 
forgive her. Forgive him. He speaks to you. Don't go to her house again. Break up with those friends. Buy a second Bible. Buy a second Bible. Save money. He's always talking. Because he's a person. Today I want to tell you as we close. Expect to hear. Expect to hear. Mm. The feelings I'm getting for you. The feelings. What's your name? Hagar. Yeah, Hagar. Oh, Hame. Hagar. Hagar. Oh, Hame. I mean, if there's no one to help me, I'm, I'll finish. Either she finishes me, I finish her. Or we finish each other. But somebody can speak to me. You will tell me, you are a Christian. Don't do that. Don't pick her calls again. Block her number. From today, sit with the ashes. Don't sit where she sits. He talks to you. He talks to you. He will say, return. Don't go there. Return. Ah, but will you make mistakes when he speaks to you? You will make mistakes. But that's how you learn to hear his voice. Because some of the things you think you've heard, you didn't hear. Because see, the Holy Spirit has a language. I will never talk to you in Ewe. Are you Ewe? Never. What are you? Gan. I don't know the Ekuapim language. Ekuapim tree. Mese. I don't know that language. What language do you speak? Ewe? Gan. And what? Wale. From where? Wale, wale. From wa. If you are relating with me, not him, not this one, me, I will never speak Wale to you. I didn't even, this is the first time I'm hearing that there's something called Wale. Because Wale is not my language. So if you are there and you hear Wale language, know that I'm not the one speaking to you. But if you hear infante, you hear what? Infante. No, no, suffering on your rakasa. We're suffering your rakasa. Mister, then we're suffering on your rakasa. The Isban, why you ready? Say something in Wale. Go to town or. Oh, Go and bring the book. Gadia Bukama. I have never said this before. So whenever you hear Gadia Bukaba, you know that it's not your pastor. But when you hear Iziban Ayeredi, Ochaden, Osofuna, Onyorekasa, Inbiri. Everyone has his language. 
The Holy Spirit has his language. And it's not unfancy. It's not English. The language of the Holy Ghost is not God. The language of the Holy Spirit is the word of God. Ha! He guides you with the word. So when you don't read your Bible, you are not likely to hear him. Because you will hear him, but you will not know he's the one speaking to you. He has a language. He's a person. There is no way the Holy Spirit will tell you, don't forgive him. Show him where power lies. Never. Because that language is not in the Bible. The Holy Spirit will tell you to insult your pastor. He will tell you to discuss him. The Holy Spirit never. Rather, you will discuss him, but you will feel something saying that you shouldn't have done what you did. You are a traitor. Because when you read your Bible, you will never get the language that you, 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 you sit in your house and discuss. Like Aaron and Miriam discussing. They didn't insult him. They didn't say Moses was a fool. Moses was a twerp. Moses was an idiot. They just said, how can you marry such a girl? When you are the one saying that we shouldn't marry black women. And you have gone to marry a black woman. Egyptian. Since when did you marry Egyptians? But I know the one who was preaching last week that we shouldn't marry Egyptians. That's all. The Holy Spirit will never will never make you talk like that. So, if, if you have such a discussion with me, and you have the Holy Ghost, because what you've done is against him, against his, his way of acting, he will rebuke you. When was the last time the Holy Ghost rebuked you? I mean, today you have placed a bet on Wigam versus Sunderland. And nothing said to you that you've done something wrong. Then that person is not speaking to you. He speaks to you. He speaks to you. He rebukes you. He advises you. He will tell you, humble yourself. He will tell you. Because the language he will use will largely be the language in the scriptures. So those who read their Bible and meditate on it, they hear the Holy Spirit speaking. And they hear him using the language of the scriptures so much that when the Holy Ghost now says, buy cement. Now, is cement in the Bible? No. But the Holy Ghost can tell you to buy cement. How will you know is the Holy Ghost telling you? I'm asking that. Why in the back? Check for me. Cement. Cement. With scriptures. There's nothing like that. But the Holy Ghost can tell you that. Instead of buying the six shoes, buy what? Cement. Now, how will you know that is the Holy Spirit saying you should buy cement? Because you have already been used to hearing that same voice talking to you using scriptures. So you are used to the voice. Anyone you talk to a lot. 
when the person speaks and you can't even see him, you know, oh, this is Alberta speaking. If it's a voice you don't know, you will know that he's the one speaking. The Holy Spirit, he is around you. Ah, ah, I want to tell you, he is speaking. But I can tell you, in a hundred years, you will never hear his voice, even though he is speaking. So you always hear him say, my sheep, hear, hear me, hear my voice, hear. He is speaking, but whether you will hear is one thing. And those who hear have already trained themselves in the art of hearing him, using scriptures to guide you, using scriptures to rebuke you. You didn't come to church last week and nothing rebuked you. It means that when he tells you to marry Rita instead of Hagar, you will not hear. Because you are not used to the Holy Spirit telling you, give an offering. This evening he told me, give an offering. So I gave. Somebody sat in front of me yesterday. And the person asked me a question that I've never heard before. He said, how are you able to forgive so easily? I was was shocked to hear that question. I didn't even know how to answer him. Because he had done something and he was expecting me to prance and... He sat there quietly. It's like all his imaginations were disappointed. It just came out. How are you able to forgive? Originally, me. (laughs) Where I came from, we train. Yes. We are what? We are trainers. But when the Holy Ghost is standing by you, speaking to you, forgive him. Leave it, leave it, leave it. Leave it. Leave it. He speaks to you. Somebody came to remove our billboard here, Good Friday. And we found him. (laughs) And I told the man, I said, within 24 hours, if you don't hang the billboard, you'll be behind police bars, police cells. I sent two people. By the time I wake up, that thing should be hanging there. I wake, I woke up. That, that thing was not hanging there. <laughs> so I called him. I said, "Sir, I am Bishop Ogo." <laughs> ah, Bishop. Hey, you know, hmm, me say me me or asthma, me pay problems. <laughs> In pet pressure, <laughs> you have asthma. Say, oh, you have asthma? Okay, I'll call you back. <laughs> so I called him back. I said, It's okay. We have finished Good Friday. It's okay. So it's okay. Don't go and print anything. Your boys should take it. Ah, I then say, It's okay. I've forgiven you. Hey, so for. <laughs> but when I ended the call, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, Leave him. Leave him to go. It's okay. 
No, but me, don't clap. Be originally. You don't know original. So you don't know original. But he walks with me. I said, he walks with me. And he talks with me. I said, he walks with me. He's a person. So when you are flowing, you are flowing with him as a person. I said, tonight, when we close and you are going, expect to hear him. About something you did today. That's why it's important to read your Bible so you know the mind of God. You sit with somebody, plays with your breast five minutes. Breast. Do you know breast? Five minutes. When you came to church, the boy was leading worship. I'm not talking about the boy who led. I don't know which boy led worship. But as you sit at the back there looking at him, there should be a voice. There should be a voice. And that voice is likely to tell you, number one, forgive this boy. And number two, never stand by him again. Never breathe the air he's breathing. If you enter a room and he's there, don't enter because you breathe the air he's breathing. <laughs> yes. Why? The Bible says, therefore, come out from among them and be separate. So if you've not read your Bible, you will hear this voice from the Holy Ghost. Stand to your feet. You mean you can insult your husband and no voice speaks to you? Hey, then please, there's a problem with you. A problem with you. Mm. Whether you were right or you were wrong, how you spoke, there should be a. He is standing by you and he's talking to you that how you were right, but the words you use were not right. Go back and apologize. That's how we are able to survive as Christians. He helps us. So he helps us. Without him, we will beat our wives. Without him. Because the bushness in us, he will not believe it. But when he's with you, he talks with you. He walks with you. He talks with you. He tells you, no. David was walking with him. That's why when he cut Saul's garment, his heart, all these English words, his heart smote him. It's all English words to mean that the Holy Ghost rebuked him. The Holy Ghost rebuked him. That's why I asked you last week that do sons of God make mistakes? They make mistakes. But there's a spirit there. Tonight, as we go home, as you lay in in bed, tomorrow, expect it. So when tomorrow, 11 a.m., you wake up, you finish eating, and you're about to watch pornography, there must be a verse which talks to you. The Holy Ghost will speak to you. that You can't watch this. You are now born again. Normally, the girl, when does she come on Sundays? I said, mm, excuse me, please. I said, when does the girl come on Sundays? 
You're not married. I know you're not married. If you have the Holy Spirit and you look into a mirror, it will tell you that you look like a madman. Comb your hair. Has the Holy Spirit spoken to you about your hair before? Remove your mask and let's speak English. Has the Holy Spirit spoken to you about this hair before? Yes. Can you imagine me preaching with this hair? He's not, you're not hearing him. I have a job to give you. But I can't have such a human being around me. So by this hairstyle, you have lost a job, you have lost a relationship. So all, all your friends will be Kubala boys and area boys. So the Holy Spirit will say to you that your appearance is not right. He walks with you. He talks with you. And he tells you that you are his own. Break up with those friends. Don't you have friends you must break up with? Has the Holy Spirit told you to break up with them? No, because it's far from you. You don't even know he's a person. Let's go to the top again. I come. Let's all sing to the garden. Hello. While the is still on the road. That's the morning. Early morning. And the voice. You are alone, but you are hearing a voice. For now, my the sound of God discloses and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. He's alone, but he's saying we. Now, lift your hands and tell the Lord, Father, grant me your Holy Spirit. If he's a person, then you can talk to him. If he's truly a person, then he talks to you. And you will also talk to him. You also talk to him, Holy Spirit. Rimini mo sapaka. Holy Spirit. I've just heard about you tonight. Holy Spirit. I'm going to walk with you. Yes. I'm going to relate with you. I'm going to know you more and more. You are a person. Yes. I'm going to know your voice. I'm going to chat with you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit.
Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yes. Walk with me. Walk with me. Oh. Talk to me. With me. Oh, let us turns, me. I am his own. And the joy we share as we turn. thank you for this sweet time in your presence hearing about you your word your Holy Spirit his person his personality oh Lord this journey of flowing in the anointing help us to flow to flow to flow to flow because that's our only source of power we don't depend on our degrees. We don't depend on our intelligence. No. We don't depend on our strength. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Lead, us. lead us. And let your will be done. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name. Every eye closed. Every eye closed. If you came tonight, you came with your friend, you came on your own. I don't know how you came. But you want to say, Pastor, tonight I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to start a new life. I took this step three years ago. But because I was not careful to have the Holy Spirit, I lost this relationship. Pastor, tonight, I want to reestablish my relationship with Jesus. Pastor, please pray with me. If you are here tonight and you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, wherever you are, just lift your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Yes, lift it high. I see your hand. It's the Holy Spirit at work. He's the one talking to you. He said, my son, my daughter, surrender your life to me. Allow me. Allow me. Allow me to lead you. Lift your hand high. I see your hand. I see your hand. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me. Come, 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 come. Come to the front here. Meet me here. Come. Take your Bible, your bag, and come. Come. Come, my brother. Yes. Come home. Yes. Come now. this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for today. I realize I am a sinner. I realize I'm a I'm sinner. far from you. I'm far from you. Far from you. Far from you. Today, today, I receive you. I receive you into my life. Into my life. As my master. As my master. As my Lord. As my Lord. After this, after this, I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. 
and he will walk with me and he will he will talk with me he will talk with thank you lord thank you lord for the beautiful blessing for the beautiful blessing of my salvation of my salvation with the holy spirit with the holy spirit i'll be able to live as a christian i'll be able to live as a christian thank you lord thank you lord for this great salvation for this great salvation amen amen, amen. hallelujah congratulations congratulations you see our lady pastor the lady in the yellow yes I want us to go to her. They are going to talk with you, pray with you. They will teach you. They will visit you. Clap your hands for our brothers. Keep clapping your hands for them. They've taken the step to come to Jesus. Take out your communion if you have it, and you must have it. It's our time to experience another dimension of the supernatural another dimension of the supernatural lift your communion lift it up how many of you don't have your communion lift your hands if you don't have your communion lift your hands there are a couple here who don't have their communion Lift your bread and say after me, This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. As I eat it, as I eat it, I receive healing. I receive healing. Say, I receive healing. I receive healing. Any sickness in my body. Any sickness in my body. Melts away. Melts away. As I eat it. As I eat it. The power in the body of Jesus. The power in the body of Jesus. Restores my life. Restores my life. Restores my health. Restores my health. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. For my healing. For my healing. Let's eat it. Receive healing. Amen. Receive healing. Amen. Your eyes, your neck, Jesus. your leg. Jesus. Any part of your body that is unwell, Jesus. you have been healed now. Amen. You have been healed now. Amen. Cancer is melting. Jesus. Cancer is melting. Amen. Tumors are dropping. Amen. Tumors are vanishing. Yes. Receive healing. Oh, yes. Receive healing. I receive it. Lift your cup. Say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. It washes my sin. It washes my sin. Say I believe in the blood. I believe in the blood. It purges me. It purges me. It cleanses me. It cleanses me. As I drink it. As I drink it. I'm becoming pure. I'm becoming pure. And purged. And purged. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. For the washing of my life. For the washing of my life. Let's drink it. Lift your hands, everyone. Receive the grace of God. Yes. The grace of God. Amen. The grace that heals you. Yes, Lord. The grace that delivers you from I evil. The grace that empowers oh, you. Yes. The grace that helps you. Jesus. Receive God's grace. 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 Yes, Lord. Receive God's grace. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Whatever yes. is lacking, Jesus. Whatever is lacking, oh, yes. the Lord supplies it. Yes. The Lord supplies it. Amen. The Lord supplies Amen. it. Amen. The Lord supplies Amen. it. Amen. The Lord supplies it. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Receive power. I receive it. For healing. Yes. In Jesus' name. Something has happened to someone. Hallelujah. Something has happened to Hallelujah. someone. Hallelujah. The power of God has oh, flowed. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays, as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ago on Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us. God bless you.